Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Catherine. And hello, I'm Gail. And we are the active voice of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Today is our 60th episode. And we said to each other, let's get real. And in preparation for our conversation today, we said, what's getting your attention? And three big themes came out of that conversation. One has to do with disruption, the other with time, and the third has to do with connections. Yes. So, Catherine, what, what, what's your reality around disruption? What are you thinking about? Well, I've been thinking about it a little differently in the last couple of weeks as the pandemic uh, is present and seems to be worsening in many areas and will probably be with us for a good time into the future. A colleague reminded me that I retired from my full-time faculty position one year and nine days ago. And the life I was enjoying up until March or April was um, really a nice balance of working on projects that interest me and having more spontaneous time to spend with my daughter and reach out to friends. And it's an incredible notion that we could take a little trip in the middle of the week. We didn't have to wait for weekends. So that whole rhythm has changed as I've been home. And I've been thinking about, you know, my own, my own bubble here. I live my house, my yard, my dogs, as um, more as a disturbance. It's it's disturbing my rhythm. When I listen to the news and I think about how every life, every industry, every aspect of our society is, is being touched in some pretty harsh ways by this pandemic, then it, this notion of, disruption looms large and almost incomprehensible to me to get my arms around it. And so I'm trying to, I don't even know, I don't think balance is the right word. I'm trying to navigate, manage somehow, uh, keeping my life interesting, uh, keep myself, my sanity, uh, and still be, uh, you know, a citizen of the world and concerned about everything that's going on. I feel very much the same way. You know, it's, 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 uh, life has really changed. And all, all of everything that I'm used to doing, the whole reason I moved downtown was so I could take advantage of everything that's here. The museums, the culture, the, the, the beaches, the lakeside, the lake, uh, lakeshore, all of it is are things that I can't do anymore because I'm self-quarantining. Quarantining. And, and, you know, the other thing about disrupting that is bothersome to me is the fact that I have been lumped into a category that says because of my age, I am vulnerable. <laughs> Yeah, and I I'm in that age group also, and I'm. Do you feel vulnerable? Is that a helpful category? 
it is not a helpful category and and it makes me think about the things that i don't want to think about which are those aspects of my health that i try not to uh let interfere with how vital i feel and the things that i do but they're a reality we're getting real here they're yeah. they're, they're a reality i do have some health issues that Definitely, I have to be thinking about. Right. You you won't even let me come to visit. So that, right? That's right. I have not <laughs> had anybody in my house since uh, March 15th. And, and you know, my, my children were going to drive in from San Diego for a visit. And they would, they wanted me to have my grandchildren stay with me for a week and I had to say no. I've never said no to that ever since any of them were born because that you know it's just one of my joys of life. Of course. So is this a form of ageism that's happening? Uh, you know I love uh, Margaret Morganroth Goulet's book the ending ageism or how not to shoot old people. And, you know, she just, she just talks about aging as the process that serves as the trigger for uh, ageism. Right. And I'm not sure that it, in the context of the pandemic, mm -hmm. saying that our age group and older are part of a vulnerable po population, I don't, I'm not sure I perceive that as ageism. It's more, I think, uh, uh, an attempt to be protective. Now there are lots of other forms of um, our system that protects us because we're older and aging that I'm not so fond of, but I'm not, I don't know about the, the thing I, one thing I like is that I can go to the grocery store at a certain time and it's just us old people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just seems to be oh, less crowded. Yeah. Right. We're, we're being, we're being separated out. Yeah. And perhaps that's what bothers me. It may not be ageism in particular, but we are being separated out as an older population that yeah. needs, needs specific uh, handling. And that bothers you? And it, bothers it bothers you? Me. It does. It may be nice, but it still bothers me. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And I think it disrupts my life because... I'm not comfortable going into grocery stores. I'm, I'm not comfortable going to sit and have dinner where there are lots of people. I'm not comfortable going and, and being inside where there may be uh, people that I, you know, more people than should be there. And I'm also uncomfortable because why am I the one wearing a mask when I go out and not everybody's doing it? So, I think it's, it's, you know, life is disrupted. I would agree. I think life is greatly disrupted. I, I just not sure I would connect that with ageism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know, you don't just, have to. <laughs> no, I think what you did bring up in that also was step outside of the pandemic and aging is, is um, that there's certainly ageism associated with getting older being older of course and so what what's and so you were you mentioned um the book don't shoot us old people i, I have that book too but i don't have it in front of me <laughs> what is that again 
It's it's ending ageism or how not to shoot old people. Right. Don't shoot old people. Margaret Morganroth Goulet. Yes. So what is it about? Uh, does she talk about or do you think of aging as a as a disruption, as a disruptive change? It's an interesting question. Um, aging itself causes people often, not everybody, but causes people to look at you differently. And that is a disruption in the way that you live your life. Yep. If, if um, workers are laid off because they, are, they reach a certain age, whether or not they need, they, they can work any yeah. different than they ever did. That, yeah. Those are the kinds of disruptions that we're facing. And I, uh, but this, this particular time during the pandemic, life is being disrupted. And it's not always a negative thing, however. Right. And that's some of the other things we talked about. Right. How I spend my time may have come about because of t having the advantage of retiring from my full-time job. Mm -hmm. uh, I certainly have hunkered down and taken on more writing projects and uh, uh, joined more groups and uh, uh, said yes to a, a number of things that I might not have before. And part of that is, I think, to, to, feel, to feel like I'm really still an engaged person uh, and so that I don't spend my, my mental time uh, fixated on things I can't control. Right. And, and is it a matter... Uh, well, I'm sure part of it is being engaged, but is it not also a matter of wanting to continue to feel worthwhile? Absolutely. Yes, that I have something to, to say. I have something to contribute. Um, I have um, experience, skills. You sure you know, do. I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> in one of the groups I was in, we were talking about... Uh, how are you different, you know, as you age? In what ways are you different? And I was just saying, I've, I'm, I'm exercising my voice in a different way. I'm trying to get louder and more forceful and behind my convictions. And um, I've always kind of taken the more quieter route to things. So I love our, I love our tagline, we're the active voice of women aging. Yes. It's, it gives us, gives me permission to, to, as we said at the beginning of this, get real. Yes, right. And I, I think that's really an important thing that we're doing. It, it certainly is one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast together because we can speak up about all of this. Right. And we can share, and we can share with our listeners all of the guests who are so fantastic. They are fantastic. Um, I just, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this, the theme of time. Sure. You mentioned missing out of being with your grandchildren and your, you know, other members of your family. And I certainly feel that too. But what is it about time? How do you think about time at this stage in your life, this moment in your life? Well, I think that's the other part about the disruption is that I'm, 
on some level angry because I'm feeling at my age, I don't have a year to give up to this virus. <laughs> it's going to be more I, than a year. <laughs> it's going to be more than a year, it is. And so, I mean, there's, in terms of time, um, it's certainly hard to be sensible when, when people, those close to us, are tugging at our heartstrings right. And, right. and not being able to see them you know, when you're, when you're 40 or 50, or even for me, when I was 60 or 65, I thought, well, I've got another 30, 40 years to live. So a year doesn't mean so much. Right. Um, you know, that I went, I just, I've gone back to reading um, Bernice Newgarten's work. She's a sociologist. Well, she's, she's since passed, but she was the, she was like one of the first people to really bring gerontology into as a field. And she was a very active voice for aging. And she's the one who said um, at our, at a certain point kind of midlife, maybe as we get into our fifties, early sixties, we began to realize that the question is not frame is not just, I have all this time left. I have plenty of time to do these things and be this. And now we're saying, well, how much time do I have left? And how, how am I going to care for myself? How am I going to uh, be the person I was always meant to be? You know, whatever <laughs> motto you would like, you want to follow. That means for you, Because yeah. there's only so much time left. Yeah. And yeah. as you say, a year or two, how, whatever kind of extended disruption this pandemic is um, bringing about, it is uh, we're losing out on some really important uh, aspects of what what we in expected we would be our life would be like at this point. Right, and I don't know about you, but I never, up until I turned seventy, even thought about how much time do I have left. And and I thought about it earlier in the intellectual way because I was teaching human development and adult development, and I had um, really close friends who were 10, 15 years older than myself, but it was an intellectual exercise. I'd like to read a short, very short passage from uh, Goulet's book. And uh, she says, when people turning 35 hang black balloons, a festive party at 70 can seem unexpectedly subversive, delicious. We not only said nay to decline ideology, but gaily cocked a snoot, outfacing both the age deniers and the age catastrophists. A truth practiced by a single person and experienced by others may have a delicately spreading influence. Personally, the event left me, turning 70, the event left me feeling launched onto the path of expectable work, soaring into the decade with aplomb. And and I feel that that's that's what we're doing with women over seventy. We're we're um, delicately spreading <laughs> inspiration and influence. Yeah, that's and, nice. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah, really. And um, but so normally under non-catastrophic uh, times like the crises, I I wouldn't be thinking about this at all. My age. And I, you are how old? Catherine, you know very well I'm eight years older than you are. I think it's only seven, but 
<laughs> yes, it's seven at this point. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're 78 and I'm 71. Yes. Correct? Correct. That's right. Um, and I think, you know, what we've heard from many of our guests who are on that cusp of their 70s have been pretty wonderful and full of travel and uh, connection with family and friends and taking up new things like painting and tap dancing. And, mm -hmm. and, and as they're moving into their 80s, it's starting to shift a bit. You know, they're, they're, they're changing where they live. They're living closer to, the, to their ch adult children. They're dealing with health issues and recognizing and, and trying to figure out how to, as you said, health issues. Well, yes, that's part of what's going on, but that's not defining you. Right, exactly. That's right. And, and um, being, being realistic about life as I age. I mean, you're involved in uh, many groups, a couple of groups that have to do with uh, end, end of life, right? And, and right. thinking about that and, and uh, aging solo. I mean, I live alone. I have to be realistic and think about what life, how I want my life to be as I move into my 80s and right. 90s. Right. But it's not stopping me from doing any of the things that I love to do. Well, I would certainly hope not. Right? You know, I think about um, my mother is 94 and a half, lives in an assisted living facility in Minnesota. I haven't seen her since December. Yeah. So that is my disruptive heartbreak that I am not able to see her, be with her, right. play cards with her, you know, the, the things that we we love doing together. So I, and I don't know when I'll be able to see her because they're still in quarantine. Uh, and so that's connected to time because I think about her a lot in relation to time, sure. right? How much time does she have left? And um, how can I, you know, stay connected with her and my, my siblings and, and, and all of that. But, um, and I, and I think about time left, for me also, I'm a cancer survivor. And um, while I think of that as a, just a little blip on the, the, my life screen, there's a reality to that. Um, of course, so, I'm a cancer survivor too. Right, right. Yeah. So it happens. You take care of it. You don't have it now. You move on. Right? So, right, right. Um, yes. But, you know, I wanted to just pick up on something that you said earlier about ageism. Yes. And, and being, being grouped, whether it's to protect us from this virus or whether it, it's putting us in a group that has all sorts of other implications and consequences. And um, I, I was just thinking about um, the book that you were referring to is all about ageism. Mm -hmm. And Martha, Martha Holstein, who's a will will be she is a, an advocate. She'll be her episode will be be released um, in a little bit. Just says we have to we have to acknowledge that we are acknowledge our age that we are aging, and we have in order to be actively um, fighting or against ageism, because if we don't acknowledge 
our age and who we are and, and how we are, mm -hmm. then, so I guess basically what she was saying is that we, we need to set our own criteria. Yes. It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be universal, but we need our own criteria for what it means to age vibrantly, vitally, in the ways that we want to, without trying to meet the standard of youth. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me that I, I look good for my age. <laughs> what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> it's one of the reasons I'm letting my hair grow natural. Mm -hmm. oh, I thought I inspired you. Oh, you did. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, as you can see, and, and I'm letting it grow out because I want to be recognized not anymore as someone who is trying to be stay young, but rather yeah. as someone who is active and impactful because of her age. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll see if that works out. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know how it's working for me, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it's you know, when I visit my mother or my in her assisted living facility and you know, we're sitting in the cafeteria and people look at me with my hair, which matches theirs. And they say, oh, are you coming to live with us now? Of course. <laughs> um, you know, don't wait up for me. No, not yet. Yes. Well, but behind that hair is a vital, vibrant woman. And you show that in so many ways that the color of your hair makes no difference at all. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and so... Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about connections and and self care and and yeah. how are we so so life is disrupted we know it time is passing us very quickly we know that how how are we staying connected and and what does that mean to us in in this time of yeah. getting real? Um, well, I, I'm I'm I think I'm coming at that from several different ways. One is being involved in projects like our our podcast, Women Over Seventy, is a wonderful way to be connected mm -hmm. with you and with these incredible, fascinating women that we have as our guests. I, I we interviewed a woman today, and I said to you, "I love her. I am so inspired and so energized by this ninety-two-year-old woman." Right. And and that happens if we're talking with somebody who's seventy or eighty-five. I so that's a way for me to stay. Hmm? Or a hundred and three. And a hundred and three. Yes. To to um, it, it's partly that sense of well, I do have a bunch of time left. I really do. Mm -hmm. If yeah. I aspire to be a hundred and three, or of course. Um, but and I've also been um, connecting with friends and family through this medium of Zoom, uh, more phone calls, just more re touching, reaching out to touch people. And I've found myself going back to friends from second grade and <laughs> high school and just that um, warmth of connecting with people that you know, you've known for such a long time. So mm -hmm. I have more space to do that. 
And and I think you you just said a very important word, and that is the warmth of connecting with people from mm -hmm. way back, or yeah. just connecting because because during this time, I think it's just so crucial that we stay connected, and that we we do recognize the beautiful relationships that we have each been lucky yeah. to have yeah. throughout our lives. Definitely. I, I was looking at some of the groups that I'm involved with on Zoom, and aside from aside from work uh, and and uh, those kinds of meetings, aside from from uh, groups I belong to and those kinds of meetings, I have six different <laughs> Zoom sessions with six different groups of friends. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Why I, I it's hard to get on your calendar because you too many friends. No, never, 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 never enough friends. <laughs> never enough dear friends. These are yeah. dear friends that dear go friends. back, you know, 30, 40, 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. like, and yours you have groups of friends. I have um I have a few uh groups of, of friends like that who go back fifties plus years mm -hmm. that we um do got together on Zoom and I have two friends who think they're coming to visit me the end of this month. And um we'll see if how that if that works out. Yeah, right. I right. hope so. But um so I you know I've been you and I are both involved with the transition network. Yes. The organization for women over fifty. Right. And what I hear I'm involved in different several different groups there and one I hear one of them one of the reasons that women join the transition network is to make friends. Yes, right. because they're of an their their friends have moved or they've died or they're they're recently divorced and they they want a whole another network. Um, they've moved here and then the pandemic hit, so they're they're in a new place, no job. So I think the you know the transition transition network is is um, proving to be a very important um, connector for 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 women. Yes, yes, and and they uh, they connect women from fifty and over. I'm yes. sure younger women can join, and but but they do start at fifty, and right. so that, that's that's really a good thing. Uh, maybe that you just you just said something else that made me think that. Maybe the reason that I am not at all interested, as our guest said today, in moving into uh, a retirement facility is because I am blessed with so many friends, wonderful friends, who sustain me and support me and are there for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, uh, you got to look at your friends, folks. Right. <laughs> a friend, uh, one of my really close friends from college years uh, we we talk about there's going to be a time when we need to uh, buy townhouses or or we're, we're next to each other yes or, or even a place where we might share a kitchen but we still have our separate separate space mm -hmm. um, and we don't know what to do about our husband yet but we're, we're, you know, <laughs> we're talking about that <laughs> well uh, Margaret talks about in in her book talks a lot about shooting old people, both from the from the point of view of of a camera, and oh. how not to shoot an old person so that they look better, 
and but also from the standpoint of of there there are too many documented uh husbands and wives who are literally shooting each other in their old age as an act of a loving act of euthanasia asia or simply because as a caregiver they can't take it anymore yeah so so that's interesting i i didn't get that far in her book but um yeah it's it connects with the this um organization that I've involved with, you know, compassion and choices and end of life options. Yes. Um, how important I believe it is for people to be as planful as possible about how you want to, to live while you're dying. And I've had a many, a good number of friends who had major illnesses at a young age. And I learned a lot from them about how to live while while dying and the emphasis on on living and um so although it this it's called end of life i i think of it more as how do we live as well as we can to the very end yes yes well on that note um, (laughs) yeah um you know talking about connections there's there's also uh, we're both involved in collaborations. And so it's it's one thing to be connected to people from because either th- through through the ages you have have uh, through the years you have remained in contact with these people and you have family and friends and and you stay connected to them. and uh, the, but collaborations are different. And collaborations are, continuing to find ways to to uh, share your wisdom, share your resources, share like you just said you've been informed by people that were close to you who went through difficult times and and how they managed their end of life years living and uh, how they wanted to live. And so you know I think about some of the mentoring that I do yeah. So I, I know that you are involved in, um, eight, what is it, Ageless Innovators? Ageless Innovators, yes. It's an organization that was founded by uh, um, Chicago Innovation. And, and Ageless Innovators is an attempt to bring together the wisdom of older people and the knowledge of younger people. And so we co-mentor each other, someone from one generation, someone from a few generations beyond. Can you, that, what, who, can you give an example, someone that you're in that relationship I sure with? Can. I sure can. I, am, uh, I have been enjoying so much this third co- cohort of mentors with uh, a young woman named Erin, who, who works for an organization that, that um, handles immigration for, in, for companies here bringing workers in from out of the country. Oh. Uh, very interesting organization, and she happens to be a social media expert. She does marketing and social media, and she has been helping me with social media that has been just fabulous for me and my and my business. And I'm and very grateful to her. And what am I doing for her? Yeah, what are you doing for her? 
what I'm doing for her is being, I think what I'm doing for her is being an inspiration, someone she can run ideas past, someone that she can she can tell all and and get input mm-hmm. that is based on on years nice. and um, experience, life experience. Is so, how long does this relationship typically last? Is there a, a, an end, or it just goes as long as the two of well, you wanted? The, the program, Ageless Innovators, is uh, a six month cohort. So our time is up, but we are going to continue meeting. We have refused to stop. <laughs> so I'm very grateful that she feels that way. I certainly feel that way about her. And uh, it's just a wonderful experience. I think I think that when you're talking about being uh, alone, when you're talking about as we are now, because we're we're kind of isolated, yeah. having these kinds of working relationships, these collaborations, I mean, you're working on a book. I know, and it, it, the collaboration part is interesting because I'm—I've realized, um, even, well, bef- even before I retired from de- my university work, that I need to collaborate. I, I just am not going to accomplish all that much on my own, and and it's partly because I have a tendency to procrastinate. But I also am, and I just love that. Uh, the rhythm of being talking with someone else and exchanging ideas and figuring out what to do and trying it out and as we as we do with the that's podcast cool. that, that's what is so exciting to me is our yeah. collaboration yeah. and then I want to include Christine in this too I was as you were talking about Aaron I'm thinking well Christine is a godsend as a collaborator with with doing all of not just the production of the podcast, but the the perspective she brings as a younger woman and her expertise in social media. Yes. Uh, and I think she, I think she enjoys us. I think she finds, <laughs> finds us uh, That's interesting, interesting yeah. and she loves the guests that we have. And um, so she's become a, a really important uh, collaborator. Absolutely. Yes, we, we, we are so grateful to her. You know, the uh, collaboration I've, cer- certainly we have a wonderful collaboration. Um, the book that I'm working on with Carolyn, uh, we, we've been friends since college. Mm-hmm. We've never collaborated on anything professionally. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just always been a straight friendship. And and, so, and now we find ourselves working on a book where we can bring together her expertise in integrative health for women and mine and in uh, adult learning and figuring out how to mesh that together. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's been really exciting. Uh, wow. Added a whole new dimension to um, yes. our relationship. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no question that... Um, in some ways, life feels easier. That there's, there's not. I mean, I, what I have kind of enjoyed about this time is that I am. I stopped running because I'm so interested in so many things. My curiosity never ends. Yeah. My love of culture never ends, and so I, I have to be out there doing all these things. Well, I can't do that now. 
And in some ways, I find it very liberating. It's and how so? How is it liberating? It's it's um, it's causing me to stop and think, and to evaluate: Are the things that I'm doing all these things that kept me so busy? Are they really all the things I want to be doing? And are they, um, do I need to do as many of them as I do? There, I mean, what we're finding here is that it's so easy to, to continue to uh, watch, watch uh, movies, watch, watch uh, plays. Everything is streamed. Yeah. National Shakespeare Theater Company, um, Lyric Opera. There are many ways to, to, stay engaged culturally mm -hmm. uh, simply by being here. Now, I do have to add that one of the reasons that I like to do these things is because I love my friends. Yeah. And so I'm missing them terribly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be mine too. I am. Um, you are, you have been far more active in cultural things than I than I uh, was or have been um, so I think for me the the rhythm is I was looking forward to again had, retiring within within the last year of having a lot of time and space to think mm -hmm. <laughs> to reflect to try to gather myself around well what are my real interests or passions and and priorities and so i have been i've been able to do that and um, pandemic or not I'm, i i am doing that i do i do miss the um the being out the spontaneity the getting together with friends and that that part and and experiencing different parts of the city with friends or being able to travel um, I, I must that, travel terribly. Yes. Yeah, I, that's a, that's a huge um, disruption I, I right now. I miss our margaritas. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, well, may I just say that I did have some friends come to my deck, and they brought margaritas from my oh, favorite restaurant, Catherine. And I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> big two big pictures. <laughs> oh. I'm going to do that again, but. <laughs> Nice. That's nice. Well, we certainly have, uh, we, there certainly are a number of things that are catching our attention. Definitely. And we are, yeah, I mean, and, and so it's nice to be able to share them with our listeners. And to, um, it's helpful to take this moment to pause and well, what is what is getting our attention now, which may be different a month from now or two months from now? Right. This notion of connection that was never going to go away. So no, it isn't, is it? <laughs> it's right. Not. Right. right. So, well, I've enjoyed this conversation with you and with you too. Thank and you. I um, look forward to the next one. Fifteen right. episodes from now. Oh, fifteen episodes. Oh, well, a lot can happen between now and. Episode 75. That's right. <laughs> so until then. And listeners, we want to hear from you. Please share your thoughts in our Facebook group at Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. 
Become an active participant in our community and join us at our Zoom events. Access our weekly Wednesday podcasts. And if you know a vital woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us at womenover70.com. We'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.